Hey now, welcome to Inclusive Technology for All, episode 43, scheduled to be released on May 13, 2019. I'm Mike Morata, and each episode will bring you information about inclusive and assistive technology to increase independence. Whether it's technology for inclusive classroom learning or tools for community success, inclusive tech has become more mainstream and available for everyone. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing and what types of information you are interested in learning about. Also, join the conversation and leave an audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash podcast. I'd love to hear from you, and I will include your comments in an upcoming episode. All right, let's go. This supersized episode features our first inclusive interview. I was lucky to connect with Joan Green, and she shared some of the impressive work she's doing to support individuals with disabilities and promote independence with the use of AT. Joan also gives us some exciting news about a resource giveaway. Enjoy the interview. Well, I'm excited. Today is our official first interview on the podcast, so Joan has that uh, excellent distinction. I'm excited to talk to Joan Green today. Uh, Joan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am very good, thanks. So, Joan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your new book. Thanks. Um, so, I am a speech-language pathologist with a special interest in using technology to help individuals and professionals learn more about how to get more on their out of all the devices that they're using to speed up progress toward whatever types of goals they might have. So I work a lot with individuals with communication problems, um, you know, speaking, understanding, reading, writing, and then also cognitive problems, attention, executive functioning, productivity, anything within the scope of practice of a speech language pathologist. And I received my master's at Northwestern and I worked in hospitals and rehab centers um, home care. And then as I started having my own, and I worked mostly with adults who had strokes and head injuries for many years. And then as I started having my own children, I started working more with my friends' kids. And now I'm pretty much, I work half with adults, half with kids. And my kids are all a little bit older. My youngest one is 20. And my oldest one is 26. I have four kids. And so I've, I've kept up with technology also through them. And I just love, I love what I do. And my mission really is to help everybody out there, you know, families as well as professionals, just avoid the overwhelm and try to figure out how to get the most out of their devices. I love the work that you do. I think we overlap a lot. I'm not actually in the school systems. So I come at it from a parent perspective and the outside of the schools, how to help, how to help everybody just get more out of their technology. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We we have very similar paths in that I I while I do do a, a fair amount in schools, I also work with adults as well and kind of all disability types. Uh, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your book. So I have it in front of me here. Uh, you were kind enough to send me a copy. I appreciate it. Uh, Assistive technology and special education resources to support literacy, communication, and learning differences. Yeah, so what I did, this is actually the third edition of this book. Every few years, I tend to write another because as we all know, it, it gets outdated fast. In fact, you know, some of the information probably isn't up to date right at the time of its initial publication, but I think a lot of people like to hold a book in their hands 
when they're looking at their iPad and when they're looking at their computer to help them sort through all the different choices. Um, I mean, I also do lots of online training courses and webinars because I think it's easier to stay up to date with technology and use of Twitter and all these other things. But a lot of people have told me they do appreciate an updated book. And what I did is I tried to use um, my experience working with people with all kinds of challenges um, and ages. I tried to think about what I tend to use the most and what my favorite apps are and accessibility features and online sites. And I tried to organize the book so that it's, it's according to features. So, you know, really taking a look at, you know, first, as, as we all know, the set approach by uh, Joy Zabala. And so you have to think about the individual first and, and then what their strengths and weaknesses are and what features they might benefit and then what tasks they have to perform and then what tools might be best and then teach them explicitly how to use the tools. But the problem is, how do you know what you don't know? how can you really help somebody when you don't even know what choices are available on these devices? And so it's the big picture is, is that people don't know what they don't know. And so I'm trying to just give a broad framework of options in the book. And I wrote myself a note because I wanted to make sure I complimented you on this. Um, I loved the idea of your, your chapter headings mentioned technology and strategies for each area. And I love that because it, it brings back exactly what you just mentioned, that idea of the feature matching and the range of low to high tech supports we should be thinking about all the time. It's mm -hmm. Let's not just go automatically to an app, but let's think about a strategy that may benefit that person right there. And we don't have to charge it or plug it in or download it, but it just makes them successful. And everybody's different. And right. And I always go for the mainstream more most natural solution first you know so that's why when it comes to tech using the features that are already built into all these systems the you know the speech to text or the dictation feature or recording somebody's audio and having a sound file or all devices these days as you know can read out loud to us but a lot of people don't realize that it, it, to me i've been doing this for so long and, and for many individuals that are really actively involved in this world of tech it seems obvious to try these things, but I meet with people every day and talk to people on the phone that just don't even realize it exists. Yes, I, it, I'm convinced we could go through the rest of our professional lives just teaching people the built-in features of technology. Right, right. Yeah. And it, things that used to cost hundreds of dollars are now just free and included. And they don't, they're not the best answer for everybody, but they're a good place to start. Some people do need the more expensive, customized solutions. But for the vast majority, for a lot of people, the, these tools are just fine. Yeah. And, and the other part, too, is I always find that the built-in features and those parts of, of our tools that are built in, when they are great starting off points, they're great spots for us to start a trial to determine if we need to go forward. Right. Um, to have that background to say to a funding source, I've already tried this and it felt like it would work, but it's lacking these extra features that the paid version has. Mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so this is the exciting part of what you're going to tell us. Share your exciting news about, about the book and an opportunity for people out there. Well, I am very pleased to announce that a, a generous man has donated 1,500 copies of the book. So that's 1,500 copies to individuals who are professionals in the worlds of education, 
healthcare, wellness, and rehabilitation. Basically, a professional that, that spends their time helping children as well as adults who have communication, thinking, literacy, and um, productivity challenges. So anything within the scope of practice, he just n knows how hard I worked on this book, and he, he wants it to have an impact, a, a really big impact, because he thinks that a lot of people just are not aware, as yeah. do I, of all of these available resources. So this is his way of, of reaching out and trying to make a difference. Tell us how people can connect to get a copy of the book. So if you're a professional or, you know, if you're a family member, I would say go to go to some professionals and, and encourage them to sign up for this. Um, on my website at InnovativeSpeech.com, so I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-V-E-S-P-E-E-C-H.com, there's a pop-up right now that says, that just has you, tells you a little bit about the offer and you click on a link and then you go to a page and you just give me your email information and address and we will send you a book when it's available. This is a special print run, so it'll take a few weeks. I know that the funding, the agreements that we worked out that he's paying for includes shipment within the United States. I'm getting a lot of people from all over the world, so I'm not quite sure how we're going to deal with that. It will definitely be sent to you if you're in the United States, and I'll see if I can find um, an alternate funding source to pay for shipments, I mean, really all over the world. I've, I've gotten a, over 600 responses since Saturday. So we, we still have books available. And, you know, I also offer free 15-minute consultations with people all over the world. And I offer free webinars at a website called theymaynotknow.com. Next week, I'm offering one on Wednesday about using AAC, how to promote engagement with individuals with complex communication needs. And I have a free Facebook page at IST Tech Savvy Solutions. I do a lot for free. Um, awesome. I, I earn my living. I try to earn money with individual consultations and therapy and professional training sessions. But this is all about what I, I try to promote what I do for free so that money isn't um, the obstacle. I, I've been reading the book and I actually keep it right on the side of my desk here. I've been, I've been leafing through it uh, and it's, it's really very good. So I would, I would encourage anyone out there um, that is a professional working in this field, uh, definitely uh, take advantage of this opportunity to build your expertise with this information. And I'll also make sure I put a link to all that information, Joan, in the show notes for this episode as well. Uh, as we kind of wrap up, I, I had a couple questions I sent you. I warned you ahead of time. I would send you a couple questions. I'm going to pick one out of those couple. If you could change one thing about how technology is integrated into the lives of people with disabilities, what would it be? Oh, I saw that one, and that's the hardest question, I think. I mean, I, th I think that um, how it's integrated into the lives. So every, everybody has a different set of challenges and different um, definitions of success. So I think that however, so it means different things for different people in different circumstances at different times of their life. So I think that you know, we really just have to use technology for the good. So I'd like to see it used to present, to help people show what they know and to break down barriers to what they want to do. But I don't want it to be overused because it can lead to lots of harm and bad things. And so I think a lot of people are really turning away. Some people are turning away from technology altogether together because they see the problems associated with it, which I do understand, and there are lots of problems. I think we just have to have a balance and be very thoughtful and mindful about how we use technology so that it does promote good and not lead to more problems. You know, one of the things I hate is when I'll go to a park and I'll see a babysitter pushing a wheelchair and 
looking at her phone and not interacting with the kid. Mm -hmm. And the best part of my day is when I see kids out in nature playing and running around and, you know, doing all the things kids should be doing and not on tech. I would just like to see it used for good and to help people learn better and communicate better and be more organized so that they can spend the time doing what they want to do, however they choose to define that. That's excellent. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes tons of sense. Yes, it's excellent. Thank you. Uh, Joan, if people want to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? Uh, my website, again, is www.innovativespeech.com. And there's a, um, a pop-up that says you want to chat. So I get a lot of, you know, I probably chat with four or five people a day, 15 minutes for free. And I'm at, at jgreenslp on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm most often on Facebook. I have an Innovative Speech Therapy Facebook page, and anyone wants to join the um, IST Tech Savvy Solutions, I'm on that page every day. I do have a membership site and some other things, but the free ways to, to connect with me are, are the best to start with. That's great. Well, Joan, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks for all the great work that you're doing. For those members of my PLN who live in the New Jersey tri-state area, I want to invite you to an amazing event. SPEDCAMP New Jersey happens on Saturday, May 18, 2019 at Long Branch Middle School in Long New Jersey. Modeled after the EdCamp Unconference model, this event focuses on special education topics, including inclusion, accessibility, and assistive technology. I'm sure most of you have been to an EdCamp already, and if you haven't, what the heck are you waiting for? Um, this is the best kind of learning. Uh, it's participant-driven there's dedicated educators who come on a Saturday to share and learn amongst their peers. Uh, it's just a recipe for a perfect professional learning experience. Uh, this is our fifth annual event, and it's shaping up to be the best one yet. To get your free tickets, go to spedcampnj.org and click the registration link to secure your free tickets. I look forward to seeing you there. Want to find other people interested in inclusive and assistive technology? Join us on Twitter every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern for AT Chat. Each week, Karen Janowski and myself lead an hour-long discussion about tools and strategies for inclusion and accessibility for individuals with disabilities. This week on AT Chat, we had a special guest moderator. Twitter user EndeavorStar led a community conversation discussing AAC from a user perspective. Powerful stuff, to say the least. And we had several AAC users participate in the chat and share their experience with AAC. Perspectives about community uses of devices, interactions with communication partners, and more. Definitely check out the Wakelet to read all the comments. It was great stuff, for sure. Uh, go to bit.ly slash atchat050819 to read the entire archive. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Do you have an idea for a future episode? Leave an audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast with your suggestion. It may just appear on an upcoming episode. To stay current on all things inclusive and assistive technology, follow me on Twitter at MMATP and visit my website at MMATP.com for inclusive technology resources and all the previous podcast episodes. Bye for now.